Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello everyone, I am Scott Edwards here of Fightful, and with me today is new New Japan play-by-play commentator, Walker Stewart. Walker, how are you on this fine afternoon? I'm I'm doing well. You know, Scott, I was just, I was a little thrown off when you went into the intro there, because I was too busy vibing to that, that like retro wave 80s <laughs> Fightful intro. That was awesome. Why have I not yeah. seen that before? This is it's great it's great it's great i know uh there's a few of we have a few videos like that that's my favorite one every interview yeah. i do i try to pick that one uh but man i'm I'm so happy to get a chance to talk to you uh for for those who don't know you and me used to work on the same site once upon a time oh yeah uh before you know you were calling new japan and i was here at fightful and right. uh but, you know, it's kind of crazy how the world comes together. Now you are calling New Japan Pro Wrestling. You're fresh off a of power struggle. Uh, you're We're in the midst of World Tag League. Oh, and this little thing called Wrestle Kingdom is right around the corner. Right so, around uh, the corner. Yep. Pretty exciting. And oh, yeah. I think the fun question to really just kick off this interview, because I, I'm sure you read it a lot on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> X. Sorry. Yeah. X. Oh, yeah. The X. Who? is walker stewart right you're taking over for kevin kelly who obviously was such a big part of new japan over the past decade so walker let's get into that shall we right well you know it's funny i did read that question a million times over I, i i'm not super big into it right now but when the announcement first came out about everything uh, you know rumors were going around that kevin was going to be focusing more on AEW. Mm-hmm. um i was i was searching the name up i was going what does what what are people saying i was hanging on to every word way too much i i've thank thank god i did not hold on to that um but yeah <laughs> I, I read that a lot you know and uh i i had colleagues close to me and even you know my family being like oh no that's horrible i can't believe they'd say something like that 
I, I never once was offended by who was Walker Stewart. I see it as opportunity, um, mm. opportunity for, you know, hey, uh, if you had a vision of who Walker Stewart might have been, if you had any idea who I was prior to the New Japan announcement, cool, you, uh, it's time to reshape that. And uh, not that it was a negative vision by any mean, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I uh, 21 years old. Uh, I, I believe, and I don't, I don't want to toot a horn that doesn't exist, but I believe the youngest international wrestling broadcaster in the history of professional wrestling, and I've said that to a couple people who would know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to stuff like that, and no one's argued with me on it yet, so <laughs> someone tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm sure a million people will if I am. Um, I have been doing this for a little over two and a half years. Um, started on the independent team. I'm from Oklahoma here in the United States. And uh, I go to the University of Oklahoma. I'm pursuing a film degree there. Uh, creative media production is technically what it's called. It's film TV production. You know how it is. Um, yeah, man. Super regular. Like, it's not... I, I, <laughs> I, it's so funny because, you know, getting into a position like this and uh, really just kind of being plucked from obs obscurity. You'd imagine there's uh, something incredibly special about mm -hmm. like, oh, this person must be blah, blah, blah. Uh, I know I've just I've just been living my life and then it happens. So it's uh, a really crazy situation to find myself in. But yeah, that's 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 just the tip of the iceberg on who Walker Stewart is. Well, man, I know you've been putting in the work. Anyone that follows you, anyone that knows you, you've been putting in that work over the past two years. Um, I don't know if anyone's told you, but your voice is built for this. Uh, I'm sure you know that by now, but it is built for this. I've heard people say that, especially after your first New Japan show. Um, and I think what's so exciting is you kind of get to now create this new era of New Japan as the new commentator right it's it's a kind of a fresh new era looking forward right with the likes of shota umino coming in yoda suji all these young guys and now you're getting to call that uh but before we get to that i think the most exciting thing for any wrestling fan because you know you're a fan first and foremost we all are how do you get into wrestling oh man um you know, like I, I, this is a reminder that I'm 21 years old when I give this answer. Uh, <laughs> and maybe this isn't as strange of a thing as I'm as I'm making it out to be in my head. Um, this feels like a very Gen Z answer, but it was it was the video games. Um, yeah, that's me. So I, I I remember probably being seven, eight, nine years old, uh, eight years old in 2010. John Cena, The Miz, was the coolest thing in the world to me for whatever reason. <laughs> um, or John Cena, Batista over the limit, Batista attitude adjustment, John Cena over, you know, whatever off the car. You remember that whole thing yeah. led to the retirement angle, blah, blah, blah. Or he actually left, I guess, but you get what I mean. Uh, yeah, man. Like I, I, that was my, that was totally my vibe. Uh, there's a lot of people. It was, it, it was just the, the theatrics of everything, which is mm -hmm. the big thing when like, I've, I've gone around doing seminars on the independence and, you know, talking about, uh, my growth and networking and and uh, doing promo seminars and stuff like that. And one of the big things I talk about in those is the theatrics of professional wrestling. Because I think it's what really attracts everyone to what we do, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was the theatrics that led to the video games, and the video games are really what kept me hooked. And it's funny. Uh, there's a game. It's WWE 2K14. 
I was burnt out on wrestling when this game dropped in 2013. I say burnt out like I had been watching it forever. I was, <laughs> I know, was 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't like, I, I was kind of fading off it a little bit. It was the 30 years of WrestleMania mode in the game where you recapped like a big match from every single year's WrestleMania all the way up to WrestleMania 30. And it gave me like this 30 years of history in a game. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this now. This is the coolest thing ever because it introduced me to the history that coincided with the WWE network dropping. And then I was, I was off to the races from there. Um, And then from then on, it's just been finding out that independent wrestling exists places like new Japan, ring of honor, AEW has come around since then. And, we're, we're off to the races. You sure are. Off to the races is a good way to explain it. But, you know, I, I love that you bring up the video game thing because that's how I got into it. I played one. I played a SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Had yeah. no idea the people on the game were real people. That's my favorite <laughs> thing to tell people. I was that's like, oh, awesome. this is just a game. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for sharing that. And I like your idea that you could go through history through the game going through history i think is a lot of things uh, is something that someone in your position obviously has to do because you know you need to know certain things and 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 moving forward but when it comes to the indies which of course you've been on for the past two years um you can only go through history in so many ways right there's no game to go through no the history not at of all. the indies and certain indies that you've worked for so you know, I know you started in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma area, and you've pretty much branched out everywhere. I, you know, I've, as someone who's been friends with you on like as simple as like Facebook, I've seen the places you've gone, I've seen right. what you've done. Um, how has that been? Ha- like, again, you're, you're two, you're two years into this, you're 21 years old, but struggles and anger, I'm sure, comes along the way. And, you know, you're trying to get yourself to the top right how has that journey through the indies and commentary been so wrestlers yeah no that's a that's a fantastic question one of the first uh few months i was in professional wrestling there was a promoter in the state of oklahoma who uh i i expressed interest of getting out of the state going and traveling down to texas to doing some commentary announcing work and they told me no one outside of the state will book an announcer from another state and that was a very uh, motivation by spite moment for me, if you will, where I was like, well, what if they're good enough? Hmm. You know, and what if what if that person has the drive and has the energy and has the ability to show for it? And so um, that led to my Texas exodus. And I uh, have pretty much made it a goal to be everywhere at once. Um, hmm. I think that there's a situation where some people uh professional wrestlers commentators anything at all and this also this is just entertainment and arts in general what i'm talking here but professional wrestling specifically i see this a lot people like to think that the opportunity is going to come to them and the opportunity is going to knock on their door opportunity was not going to knock on my backwoods oklahoma door i i really didn't think it was and maybe it maybe it would and in, in, in a situation it uh, in, in a way it kind of did with new japan but um, I had to show people that I existed and they weren't going to know that if I stayed in my same area. And that's a big thing, it's a big topic of conversation in professional wrestling when it comes to sure. uh, that level of independence I was on at the time. And so um, 
my my goal and what I've been trying to do uh, probably since the first few months I got in after I kind of got over the, wow, I'm, I'm by a real rest. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sling ring. There's real ropes and wood under that ring. And like this whole thing, uh, the the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed moment. Um, I managed to realize that well, okay, I want to do this professionally. I'm young. I have the ability to make this a career. I have an ability to work at this where for what I imagined was going to be the next 30 years of my life until I'd finally landed a contractual work somewhere, right? Funny how that works. Um, so. <laughs> the, the, the situation was me saying, what do I see the people I watch on TV, the, the announcers I idolized growing up and still do to an extent, I wanted to just emulate that bar for bar. And I'm not saying steal catchphrases by God, Jim Ross, whatever, like uh, throw on the cowboy hat too while I'm at it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, all right, well, WWE guys, uh, you know, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, all of these announcers that work for World Wrestling Entertainment, they're traveling constantly. They're on the road all the time. And while they're contractually obligated to do that and be there, um, I said, well, hey, if I want to be in a contractually obligated position, let's work like I'm already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what led to going out and traveling to Nevada and Mississippi and random independent shows that had never had commentary before, but I'm hitting them up because I have my own equipment going, Hey, I'll, I'll do this. And I'll also edit the footage for you. And I'll throw this service on top and this service on top. And it's the concept of every job I've had for myself in wrestling beside the one I'm currently in right now was work that I created. It wasn't a role they were looking to fill. Mm -hmm. Um, You approach someone and, show what kind of service you can offer and then eventually you know things start to work that direction but that was a it's kind of a long-winded explanation but that was the expansion that was the motivation behind it you know i just wanted to i had to go find the opportunity you know um and if it was finding that opportunity and being everywhere all the time and working every single show i could get my hands on uh as much as possible that led to my work with new japan now you're you are traveling everywhere. You are working on all these comp right the, all these promotions, editing. You know, I, I'm sure it's a long, long, long task each and every show that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're going to college. That is another entire, you know, how yeah. many hours a week? that you're doing so you're so you're on the road you're and i know a lot of these shows are on the weekend of course but still you're doing you're and i don't know if you're doing i'm sure are you doing remote are you whatever it may be how are you able to balance all of this wrestling stuff that has pushed you from the indies to new japan pro wrestling right like one of the most known wrestling companies in the world one of the most historic while going to get your degree while attending the university of Oklahoma. I mean, it, it was really difficult from the beginning because I, I don't know if I've talked about this publicly at all, but 
Uh, when I first got into wrestling, I actually wasn't doing the film degree whatsoever. I was an opera major. Um, okay. So I was I was doing music. I think that might explain the voice. I have the classical vocal mm. training, the music training. I was doing a, a four-year, which most people take five years for it, mm. vocal performance degree on top of a business management degree and a minor and something else that was so worthless and I didn't need it. So, and I, <laughs> I didn't finish it because I, I was like, all right, I don't need this anymore. Um, and then, you know, once I actually got into wrestling and, and I started doing the video production side of things and it made me realize like, Oh wow. I really do like media creation. I love the idea of working in entertainment more than I would like business management sitting in an office and, you know, entertainment was already kind of involved in the music thing. So that was my fix there. But um, it actually led to me uh, realizing, hey, you know, I I'm putting a lot of hours into this wrestling thing. I'm more passionate about it than the music side of things, even though the talent might have been there. The passion wasn't. Let me switch the gears, switch my degree into something that makes more sense. So, um, you know, now I have the film degree and all that. But it was um, it was a hard balance because you know, you, you're teeter tottering and there's always going to be uh, a week where school has to be more important. You have finals coming up, you have tests, you have this, that, and the other, and you might be missing a couple of deadlines that you didn't want to miss. And you had no mm -hmm. intentions of missing on the wrestling side of things. Um, you say that these shows were weekends, which they were, but with the editing work I was doing in the post-production commentary mm -hmm. and even just the travel hours, driving yeah, travel 16 hours round trip is a full day in itself. Um, so I would take, I'd end up taking a lot of that work into my weekday and it almost was like working two full-time jobs essentially. So it was, it was hard on top of, you know, I, uh, my lovely girlfriend, JC, she's been incredibly supportive throughout everything as God, God lover. I don't know if I could have been, um, but she, she's been great for me in that and, uh, and with me in that. And I just, um, as grateful as I am, you know, there's the struggle of, all right, school's important. I'm paying for it. This is here. Um, wrestling, this is the passion. But man, I have, I also have my family. You know, I have my yeah. mother and father. I have my girlfriend. I have friends outside of wrestling that I wanted to maintain contact with and uh, other passions I wanted to keep up with. Like, you know, you and I met when I was writing for, uh, for Last Word on Sports, you know, and uh, now it's just one of those things where I had to, Pick and choose where things went, if that makes sense. Uh, I would say so. But, <laughs> I mean, again, with the travel, with the editing, with the schoolwork, with the family, with the friends, girlfriend, like, that is that is almost two lives in one yes. in many ways. But you are balancing it all. Now you are, you know, on your way to, again, you're, well, you're already with New Japan, but you're on your way to some of the biggest events wrestling has all year um so let's talk about getting there right and and who has helped you along the way because no one and this is just this is this is business in any field not just pro wrestling but you always you know people need help people look for help people get help who has been some of the biggest helpers along your journey over these last two years you know, a lot of people want to say in pro wrestling, it's uh, who you know, and sometimes that is the case. The talent obviously has to be there to back them being willing to say they know you as well. Um, and some people will say, oh, well, uh, it's who you know, it's who you know. Well, why don't you get out and go know more people then? Meet more people mm -hmm. if it's who you know so much. Um, Kevin Kelly, 
I could talk all day about this man. My, I, I've never met Kevin Kelly in person, but I, I'm, I'm meeting up with him uh, when AEW comes through Dallas in December. And I said, I owe him uh, a couple <laughs> of dinners. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a guy who uh, approached a, another very, very, very good friend of mine named Brutal Bob Evans. He had done some work with Ring of Honor back in the uh, early to mid-2010s. Approached Bob, and uh, Bob's one of the best talent scouts I know on the independents right now. And uh, I'd, I'd hire that dude tomorrow to do it. He ended up uh, approaching Kevin, or Kevin approached him saying, hey, um, I'm thinking of leaving, but I don't just want to leave New Japan high and dry. I need a talented voice. I need a dedicated voice who can be here for the things that uh, he couldn't really just make the commitment for. You know, he had uh, his wife of... of 30 plus years said, Hey, I want you home more often. And that's something that I don't believe anyone in their right mind should fault a man for wanting to be home with their wife more. So, um, he said he was done. Bob Evans, uh, was willing to put my name forward, having never heard my announcing before, which is a crazy feat. He'd maybe heard 20, 30 seconds of a clip I'd put on social media at one point. Um, and this kind of goes back to the conversation of, uh, hard work paying off you know some guys will do 30 to 40 shows a year um, some guys will do try their hardest to get to 100 plus matches a year um, you know I as an announcer I don't rate myself on matches uh, called obviously but shows and um, I did a little over 220 in the past two years and that was something that you know, I think Bob brought my name up, name up to Kevin and Kevin said, oh, a 21 year old kid, get out of here with this. You know, what are you what are you tossing me this for? And Bob <laughs> said, but wait, listen, he yeah. did, you know, 200 plus shows. This is what he does. He run, he you know, he makes jobs for himself. This is a guy that you want on your side. And um, Kevin was willing to take Bob at his face value there. And uh, I started having conversations with Kevin a little bit before g1 climax ended this year um he was obviously overseas and tired because g1 climax is five weeks long so um he was he like you know talk to me after climax ends and he was kind of getting more into his role in coll at collision at the time and um where we were just going from there man it's kevin and bob who are the two guys i can point to and be like you know they they didn't hand me a job on a silver platter whatsoever because the work had to be there for Bob to be willing to put my name forward for Kevin to be willing to not punch Bob in the face when he said the name of a 21 year old kid he didn't know. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, uh, I'll, I'll always be grateful for those two guys to be willing to put a stamp on me, especially a guy, you know, like Kevin 30 plus years of pro wrestling announcing, uh, wrestling observer announcer of the year, a million times over just this, this like, guy that I, I looked up to and now he we have conversations every other day just you know talking about life and wrestling and whatever else and uh I'm I'm very happy for being able to call Bob and Kevin my friends so those are those are two guys but in the in the genesis of my career there was a, a good few guys that I, I wanted to mention uh on the interview today uh, James Southern, Leo Fox, and Mike Andrews are three guys based out of Oklahoma. Uh, Leo Fox has done some stuff with the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, good uh, contact with EC3. 
of the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. James is a commentator, announcer, producer, has helped me with a lot of my production stuff in the past. And Mike was the guy who I shared my very first commentary booth with. And these are the guys who, when I didn't know how to handle at 18, 19 years old getting into wrestling, the pressures of, hey, not only are you going to drive 12 hours and uh, probably not get paid, probably get stiffed over on money because that's how some levels of independent pro wrestling are. Um, those were my sounding boards. Those were my rocks. Absolutely. Um, so professionally, it's it's those five guys. We're making a Mount Rushmore and putting an extra head on it for them. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it, like you said, it, it, it comes down to having those rocks to lean on to push you forward, right? I'm sure there were days that, you just like, is this worth it? Is this? And ultimately, we're sitting here now talking about what is coming up in your future, not only in your past, but and, in and your And future. even just one more thing on that, you know, it's uh, e- even the the people close to me and, you know, my my lovely girlfriend, JC, who had to be the sounding board when I'd come home at 4 a.m. going, ah, oh, sorry, I didn't get paid today like I expected to. Or, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, my mother and father, who have been incredibly supportive and kind and just like like coming with me to the shows because yeah it kind of helps me out with gas in the early stages but also they just like being there to support maybe hear my voice in the background of the live arena you know it's a it's a it's a really cool thing and you got to have those people and i think that's big been one of the biggest if there's an advantage that i've had it's that you know having Mm -hmm. good foundationally solid people in my corner the foundation uh goes a long way obviously and it gives you it gives you strength in many ways. I think that's what you're really saying here. Um, but I mean, you're like you said, you're 21 years old. You're getting this opportunity of a lifetime. Two years in, um, you've you've said that you've done over 200 shows. You have someone like Bob backing you up to someone like Kevin Kelly, who, like you said, has won so many awards. Has you know he's done it. He's done it all essentially, right? He's calling AEW Collision now on television, and here you are in the booth for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So before we get to getting that call and making the decision, um, why do you believe you're in this spot so soon? I I do think kind of I, I hinted on it a little earlier on, but I really do mm-hmm. think. Um, you know, some guys will do 30 to 40 shows in a year. And I might have done the work of in f- of five to six years for, uh, you know, a typical person in the industry in my one to two. Um, mm-hmm. And that is not supposed to come across as like a, you know, wow, so-and-so so much better. It's, it's not that. It's uh, I made it intentional and it's something anyone can do. I made it intentional to look at my calendar every single uh, month and go, all right, there's wrestling shows that run in this country on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I found some Thursday shows as well and filled as many of them as possible. Even if, uh, you know, not, not being afraid as well to go and offer help because yeah, not everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm auxiliary talent is what I am. I'm, I'm not, needed to run a wrestling show on the independent level you can have a live wrestling show without a commentator without an interviewer without production you probably need a ring announcer but some people don't even have that you know yeah. um and so it, it becomes an important point of 
making sure you're, I, you know, I was willing and completely capable uh, in, a, in a way that I was blessed to have to have the time and have the ability or make the time and make the ability to go and approach these places and just offer help with whatever. I'll pop the popcorn. I'll do this. I'll do that because I'm in, I'm in the system and I'm learning. I'm always finding new things to learn about and take them with me and take them back from wherever I went to help my area, help my scene, help my friends do what I can. I think a lot of that stuff, uh, I'm a, I'm a karma, I'm a karma guy and I'm a God guy. I think both of those, uh, really, really played into, um, to the situation here. So that's, that's kind of my thought, I guess. I, I just, I, I think that what, what goes around comes around and all that stuff, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I, I like to think that I did right by a lot of people and the world has done right by what I came in here to do. Um, and I'm, I'm honored and blessed for that. So. Absolutely. I mean, like putting in the work, you put in the work everywhere you went and, that brings us to the call or email or whatever it may have been from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, of course, you meet Kevin Kelly. You start talking with Kevin Kelly. He's someone that you can now call a friend um, and you, you know, of course, owe a million dinners to. Uh, but Absolutely. when you get that call from New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, will you be our next play-by-play commentator? english commentator for a company that obviously has had so much history so much of the biggest matches in pro wrestling history especially over the past decade alone Mm -hmm. what is going through your mind in making that decision there also comes to the point of okay i'm gonna have to travel to japan every month at least you know because japan uh new japan runs a lot of major shows right uh pretty much one a month of course it's not just wrestle kingdom for those who you know may tune in and out of new japan for their biggest events uh there's the idea of the g1 and of course we talked about balancing your family balancing your friends your girlfriend what is going through your mind when you're making this decision when the decision even becomes yours to make and then once it's made so uh i i remember some of this is a little foggy because um even even though it wasn't that long ago because uh there kind there came a point where kevin had called me and said hey you're the guy and if mm-hmm. you want this it's yours and it was said so much that i i just didn't believe it because yeah. it didn't seem like it could be real um, I did not believe I was going to be signing with New Japan Pro Wrestling until they sent me the the contract. And I didn't believe it. Like I was, I just, I couldn't make myself convince myself, hey, this is a real situation that you have earned and put, put yourself in, and now it's paying off. Um, yeah, I, I got the call from Kevin, who basically had uh, at first he was like, hey, um, send me a highlight reel, send me this send me this send me this i said sure i will send you whatever you need um no idea what he did with that no idea who it was shown to what the situation was who had made the final decision um but basically there came a time where he was like hey this is this is yours and contract was sent over and the the hardest part for me my my biggest goals in life Ever since I was seven years old, I didn't want to be a wrestler. I wanted to be Jim Ross. I'm an Oklahoma guy. Jim Ross is an Oklahoma guy. 
I listened to a lot of his stuff growing up because of the network, you know, um, and he just being a Oklahoma legend. And, you know, I go to the college that's on his Tron whenever he mm-hmm. uh, when he makes an entrance, you know, so his music, um, you know, everything. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've always wanted to do this. And I think in the back of my mind, as many situations or reasons I could come up with to not sign, to not take on this ordeal none of them would have been enough for me to not do it. Because um, mm-hmm. I was, I, in a sense, I felt like I was maybe trying to talk myself out of it at first, like a little mm-hmm. bit of an imposter syndrome thing. Oh, this isn't for you. You don't know anything about New Japan pro wrestling outside of Omega Okada and, uh, you know, all, all the stuff that was talked about in the pseudo mainstream sense of what, you know, professional wrestling, when when things start to break out of that, eastern hemisphere hemisphere into the west you know sure um and so i think i was just trying to talk myself out of a lot of situations uh the hardest thing definitely was figuring out with the um the travel i'm six foot six 320 i'm a big guy don't do well on uh domestic flights let alone international 14 hour flights uh that's that's going to break me down but i'm gonna enjoy it every step of the way um so, I mean, I think the hardest thing for me was figuring out, A, um, the college situation, because I, I have determined mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Um, I'm putting my degree with the University of Oklahoma on hold, most likely transferring to a fully online institution, getting it out of the way. Um, or, you know, given how the next couple of years goes, maybe I come back here just, you know, but I'd, I'm getting that degree. That's number one. That was a, a promise I made to the parents. I'm going to keep true to that. Um, and so... That was one thing. The other was just, you know, like I said, it's uh, Kevin. I love Kevin because he's been super honest with me about a lot of the process. And I'm sure some of the the boys that travel internationally to go to New Japan can uh, express this, but it might be a little different for them because they're uh, the locker room. They're the boys, you know, uh, Kevin would and he was open about this so i'm not revealing anything crazy but he would travel on the bus with the boys uh the only non-wrestler really to do so um and there's a there's a point where you know you're in these small hotel rooms and you you start to feel this like loneliness your 14 hour 13 hour difference from your family from your friends um and kevin was super upfront about all that stuff with me but i think it um it scared me more than it should have because i've experienced it now i know how i can handle it but i i it almost i was never not going to take it on this was always Mm going to be what i was going to do no matter what but it was um there you know those fears were there like you said um and it's just but this whole journey man this whole career i decided to embark on these moments where i would drive 16 hours round trip because the promoter messages me back and goes Hey, show up and maybe we have something for you. You know, like that that's that's there's fear in that too because there's mm-hmm. the fear of rejection, there's the fear of what if I get there and I mess up, I'm not good enough, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. Um I've been able to look past all of that on an independent level, uh, on a contracted level I should be able to do the same thing and that's what that's what sealed the deal for me. Man, you that is like one of the better explanations of the fear the anxiety the things that go through someone's mind when making a big decision especially one like this where you're traveling across the world for your job well, and right I, do, I i i got culture shock going from oklahoma mm-hmm. city to las vegas nevada 
Yeah. Uh, and in Las <laughs> Vegas, you know, I was like, oh, there's uh, there's no grass and it's like <laughs> rocks and stuff. This is interesting. And I was born in California. I just don't remember any of it because we moved when I was two. So I, it's like I was never there. But, um, you know, so you could imagine I, I go to Vegas for my first time ever in my life in like May 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decide to on board with New Japan and they're like, hey, your first show is October 28th 2023 you're going to vegas and i was like oh i remember having like a really big culture shock and they go yeah well you know the next week uh you're going to tokyo after that oh well what you know i think i know what culture shock looks like let's (laughs) let's let's figure out until i'm there and it was uh it was it was big it was really big but that's (laughs) like i said it's all part of the fear but it's all about overcoming that fear nothing in this life is worth doing uh that's worth doing is going to come easy, you know, and I've known that and that's, that's what brought us to the dance. So I'd say so. And I think the, maybe not full circle, but the Las Vegas moment maybe is the perfect full circle type moment for the scenario because it's going from, Oh, what a culture shock to, Oh, this is my first new Japan thing. That's nothing now. And then of course, Mm -hmm. like you said, a week later you're in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's kind of talk about that. Let's get right into the, you know, first feelings of it all. Right. So of course you did the Vegas show and then you also did the show in Texas, um, which, Oh, uh, long, Long, Lone, Lone Star, Star shootout. shootout. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I almost said Longhorn. That's Texas College. That's my <laughs> bad. Uh, so Lone Those Star are fighting shootout. words for me, buddy. I don't I, know. I know. I know. That's, that. that might have been the best part. Uh, <laughs> so, so you do these two U.S. based shows, but of course, you you go over and do a handful of shows, including Power Struggle. Right. Power Struggle is one of New Japan's huge shows. Pretty much their last big year end show outside of World Tag League Final. What was that experience like getting to work with Chris Charlton, one of the smartest people in professional wrestling? Um, You know, I'm watching you during the John Moxley, great Ocon fight, just having to move out of the way. You know, there's just chaos all around for your first ever major show. Just bring us through that experience. Bring us through, you know, getting to know Chris as well, because I'm sure Chris has been a wealth of knowledge for you already. Yeah, I know that this is super unintentional, but it, uh, I uh, it crossed my mind during like the Okan Moxley affair, or even parts of Osprey Umino in the main event, where I was like, "Oh man, these guys are really trying to break me in the hard way because <laughs> you know they're they're flying past me." Uh, Osprey's net caught my shoulder off a drop kick over the barricade, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is this is new for me, right?" Yeah. Uh, oh, Oklahoma has a wrestling commission where they'll shut down a show if stuff like that happens and gets out of line. <laughs> and and there are some other places in the States that do as well. Um, so yeah, I, of, of course I wasn't used to that. Um, tra- traveling to Japan, uh, hard, fun, exciting, uh, everything all around. I love Japan airlines. They big seats for big people. God bless at least bigger than you'll find on a Southwest flight. So I'll appreciate it. Um, <laughs> The, you know, I, I flew into Tokyo, I believe on November 1st, um, and I just took the entire night, you know, I, I met up with Charlton at the airport. He took me to the hotel, got me set up. Uh, Charlton's fantastic. He is, as you said, a wealth of knowledge and, um, he's someone that I really, uh, I, I see myself finding a lot of inspiration from going forward because, 
you know, I, I listen to him call shows with Kevin, especially uh, super intensely whenever the the New Japan offer came up. And I was like, well, let's see what everyone's already working with. And, you know, the way that Chris can just weave and uh, tell a narrative with, you know, this this encyclopedia of a mind that he has on Japanese culture, Japanese wrestling, you know, as someone who uh, about five months ago had absolutely zero of that. Um, yeah. it's, it's almost daunting. It's almost overwhelming. Like, oh man, I, I have to remind myself like, oh, this guy has been speaking the language for 20 years and he's been doing this, that, and the other. So he's, uh, he's kind of been ingrained in the culture and now in the new Japan system. But I, I see myself, uh, being, I'm, I'm very inspired by Chris in the sense of, um, you know, I, I know that on the broadcast, especially for the foreseeable future and going forward, I'm going to have to, uh, rely a bit more on Chris than I'm comfortable doing for the historical analysis, for the historical callbacks, things that I just wasn't around for, wasn't alive for, uh, a, a million other things. Yeah. Um, and one of these days, the hope is, uh, and I'm not trying to push Chris out of a job by any means, but the hope is that I can also do that as well. And yeah. uh, if at any point Chris decides to uh, go on to a different venture and we have to bring another person in I get to be that person for someone else and that's something that motivates me and you know I've had conversations with you off the record that I'm now going to put on the record of <laughs> you know hey teach me about this teach me about this company I've been putting out these tweets of like can someone tell me about all Japan talk to me yeah. about Noah tell me you know you and you and I had a great two-hour phone call about stardom and we're probably going to have more because um it's it's not just like I'm not coming in here to collect a paycheck, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I think that that's something that I'm, I'm not trying to shoehorn it or ham and fist it over with anything. I just I don't have to do anything in my life, let alone in professional wrestling, the thing that I love to do the most. And so, all right, you're bringing me into a country I know nothing about. Time to learn everything about the country. Uh, yep. You're you're bringing me into a system with all these companies that I've heard of, but really don't understand the true gravity of. Time for me to understand that gravity. You know, mm -hmm. um, Charlton's a guy who helps and in, inspire that a lot. So I, I love working with Chris. I love working with him on the broadcast. Um, you know, there were times where we were we were almost passing the lead position, if you want to call it that back and forth on power struggle, because, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think it was good on my end, at least, um, to be able to recognize, Hey, this is a moment that would be better suited with a guy for a guy like Chris, who's been watching this Osprey Umino thing play out a lot longer than I have. So time for me to lay out and let him do his thing. And then I'm going to come back in and eventually, um, that's not going to be a situation that we have a problem with anymore. Yeah. Um, Chris is Chris is fantastic as a person. Uh, I can I cannot say enough positive things about that guy. Um, he took me to get ramen right before uh, night nine of Super Junior Tag League. I'd never had ramen before, and I have this gray shirt. And if you really zoom in, I mean, I on that 720p quality of the old NJPW world, I don't think you could tell. But if you really zoom in, you'll see ramen like the broth or whatever the stains all over my shirt because i'd never <laughs> used chopsticks before and i i still think chris was low-key trying to rib me i really i really think <laughs> i think there's something to that but hey i'd i'm not one to be throwing out accusations but 
yeah, I, I love Chris. Power struggle was incredible. Um, 5,000 or a little over 4,000, 5,000, whatever the number was, it doesn't matter. It, it felt like a million to me um, yeah. because the energy in that arena, when Robbie Eagles was on commentary at one point, I believe it might have been during the main event, um, he acknowledged that our our table was shaking and the monitors were rumbling a little bit and you could feel this vibration and it's like an energy I feel in like my heart and soul for wrestling, but to have it physically enforced and showcase and I can feel it and I can point to other people that are feeling it. It's such a magical thing. I, I don't, I don't even know how to express it, dude. It's a, I get paid to talk for a living. I can't find words, but um, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, all, all being said, power struggle was incredible. Um, that main event of Osprey and Umino, which I think we could talk a little bit more on later on uh, in depth, but uh, Osprey and Umino, that main event is right now like my favorite match of all time that I have ever seen, whether it's live, whether it's on yeah. television, whatever. Um, and I'm I'm fully okay with admitting that it's because I have that personal bias of, of it being my first main event on a big show. Um, Best season also, in the house. Also just the way that, you know, it, it made me feel about myself as a, uh, as a performer, because this is a, a performative art in a sense. Um, and, and the, it's like one of the first times I've really connected with a, a wrestling match in that way live. And I just think it was a perfect storm, perfect aura of, of, of everything combined at once. And if that doesn't sell, if, if what I just said, doesn't sell tickets to the wrestle kingdom 18 event <laughs> in the Tokyo dome, I don't know what could because that's I mean that's a that's a hard sell right there. That wasn't the intention, but I just spun it into that. So no, I mean it's if we want to if we want to sell Wrestle Kingdom now, we could do it right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will bring up that Osprey Umino match because I do think one it not only hasn't had the match of the year contender um, tweets and and mm -hmm. and fanfare right as many Osprey matches do. Um, you know, that's kind of his thing, as we've seen throughout this year, right? right. Started all the way back at Wrestle Kingdom with Kenny Omega, came mm -hmm. down all the way to Power Struggle, and you get to call that match. Um, do you see that match also as a learning experience for you? Like, this is big New Japan main event. It's Will Ospreay and the one of the new top young stars, Shota Umino, in there they have a storied history that like you said you you are you and chris charlton are tossing back and forth to help tell that story how one was that a learning experience from start to finish you know 40 i believe it was 40 plus minutes felt like it was like half that truthfully watching it from mm -hmm. here let alone i'm sure when you're in the building calling it um and uh, you know, you say it's, you know, your best match you've seen. There is the bias, but it's bias that's reasonable. It's bias that's understandable, you know, because like you said, you were feeling that, right? You're right. feeling that energy in that building, uh, calling that match. So does does that type of match also just make you want to be better in, in your overall development? Again, two years into this, you're already so good at selling the match, but now you want to get to that other side, right? Like Chris, you want to have that story so you can add your touch to it in many right. ways. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you know, the, and, and you know, this as a, as a viewer 
of uh, Japanese wrestling, but for anyone that may not know this, um, that style of match, that 40-minute plus, you know, just balls to the walls in the last 15 minutes and then but you know it's it's a it's a long build over a period of time um you know i i'm used to uh as as they say hitting my times so you know they go in a match on an independent show for instance hey you guys have eight to ten minutes all right well that means i have an eight to ten minute match to recap two years of history between these people and why we're here and blah 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 mm-hmm. and um, I've gotten in kind of, I believe, into a habit of speeding up like that explanation process. One of the things that Chris and even Kevin has been super influential in helping me with is um, realizing, hey, you know, these main event matches are going to go 25, 35, 45 minutes long at some points. And um, it's okay to pace yourself and it's okay yeah. to, you know, I don't want to say draw out uh, the the explanation of the story not you don't you don't want to bother people like that but it's um there there's an art to it you know of finding a way to tell a story over 40 minutes of in-ring action while uh you're inside that ring the story could change at a dime there could be an injury a body part someone starts to work on xyz um and that was something that i think uh developed within that match as well with you know chris expertly pointing out uh red shoes being the referee and being the father mm-hmm. of Shota Umino and all right well now here's another dynamic that we now play into for the next 40 minutes you know yeah um there is an art to calling professional wrestling that is easy to say it's generic whatever but there is a there's a particular skill set that it requires to call those long main events and it was something that I realized uh it, I'm not saying that I I don't have that but um I realized, all right, like there's growth here. You know, I didn't walk in thinking I knew everything, but, um, you know, let me do these shows, find out what I need to work on. That was an immediate, all right, here's what I need to work on. Um, And, you know, calling Super Junior Tag League in post-production now, doing World Tag League for the little bits that I have in post-production. 25-minute main main events, 20-minute main events. It's a... it's slowly starting to develop, you know? Um, And I think that's something that's also going to be helped. Like I talked about earlier, when I kind of get into that Chris Charlton role a little bit more in terms of having my history and what's going to be easy. um, You know, I'm, I'm young, I'm going to grow with the product. So if, if, if I'm here 10, 15 years down the line, I'm only 36 years old, which is insane to think about. (laughs) And all right, well, cool. I'm 36 years old. I have another 70 years in me or whatever, God willing. And, um, I I now have the past 15 years that I lived through. So I don't, yeah. it's not like a matter of playing catch up. A lot of my uh, historical uh, gathering that I've had recently, I mean, this company has existed since 72. I was not alive then. So um, I'm, I'm constantly playing catch up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that's, that's going to help that as well. But uh, point being, yes, there, it is a growing process. It is also like a, a stamina thing as well. I think the longest mm-hmm. match I had ever called before was maybe a 32-minute rumble or something. So, yeah. like, you look at the semantics of that. All right, it's 32 minutes, but there's 28 people in it, and that's 28 different people to talk about. So it's almost like multiple two, three-minute matches, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so and that, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting a little too technical within my my explanations. You could stop me if I am, but no, no, you're um, perfect. I think a lot of people want to hear that. Right, right. I mean, it's uh, 
these are these are the little thing you know uh, indie wrestling commentary god knows i could go on a spiel about this but it's uh it's sad the state that some places have it but it's uh it's more than just oh oh my god i can't believe this wow what a maneuver um and as easy as it is to slip into that what a maneuver at some points and channel the inner vince mcmahon (laughs) you know um there there's that art of calling these long matches so drawing out that umino osprey story 40 minutes um all the subtext and also you know the the hypotheticals that's something that i i chris is a a magician with those hey if umino Mm -hmm. wins does osprey do this if umino wins does uh, does umino go and do this you know oh he's gonna challenge john moxley for wrestle kingdom oh this is gonna happen and then it spins us down this this trajectory down this well it's um it's it's really it's kind of a it's a we talked about things being poetic it's poetic in a sense you know yeah um so yeah no a long-winded explanation that you can tell that i i'm good at those but um no it's uh <laughs> yeah for 40 minutes long time so it but, is it is it is um and and you're, you're getting used to telling those stories you know you're watching through new japan like i said earlier you know you talk about being here hopefully 10 15 downs years down the road learning through the process um you know you're you just you got to call the biggest match of show to umino's career again he's in his first full year back in the company just completed it um after his excursion all these other big names coming in right suji like i said yu yu amora ren narita uh ryohei oiwa will be coming back eventually after his run in noah but again that's where you want to learn more about noah because he's teaming mm-hmm. with kaito kiyomiya for example oh yeah but there's this very big event coming up very oh, big i'd argue. really um, of course i'm talking about world tag league finals yes uh, <laughs> 10th, watch live on new japan world hey there you uh, go. But in all seriousness we're talking about wrestle kingdom you are going to be calling your very first wrestle kingdom on january 4th the annual major event that kind of in unofficially kicks off the year in professional wrestling i like to say right um it's one it's the first major show of the year it's new japan's biggest show of the year um of course that leads into new year's dash which is a show of surprises and enjoyment but let's talk about that wrestle kingdom show the the card involves sonata versus tetsuya naito a historic match in terms of their relationship right former low sacred novelist day opponent members turned in one in some ways rivals now after Mm -hmm. naito won the g1 we have Will Ospreay's maybe, maybe not final Wrestle Kingdom. We'll have to wait and see. After he signed with AEW, he'll be defending some sort of belt. I don't know what belt, but he'll be defending a belt at that show against John Moxley and David Finley. And then, of course, Kazuchika Okada one on one with Brian Danielson, the other big signature match on this show that you get to call. It's so it's, it's uh it's crazy to hear that I almost got chills hearing that and it's um I'm I'm trying not to be like oh wow look how great I am that's not how I feel at all but it's a uh, it's a thing where I, I hearken back to um my first ever wrestling pay per view I ever watched was WrestleMania 30 main event Daniel Bryan uh winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and now I get to sit here and say hey 14 year old Walker you are calling the Brian Danielson Okada match, um, which Okada for the little bit that I knew about new Japan was my favorite new Japan wrestler. 
um, outside of Hiromu Takahashi actually prior to getting you know involved. And so mm. um, it was. Uh, I just being there for that video to play on the screen during Power Struggle, having my voice the one that is that is associated with it with the call afterward of uh, an eye for an eye and an arm for an arm uh, on the mind of the American dragon at the Tokyo dome. Like that's something that I, I, by all means, I hope outlives me and people can go back and watch. And um, that's, that's really how I feel about this entire, really this entire endeavor with new Japan, but Tokyo dome shows specifically, you know, these are things that go down in legend, go down in Mm -hmm. history uh for good and for bad at times wrestle kingdom is is all eyes on it all eyes it it is it's it's the it's the show of new japan that everyone is watching last year mercedes monet made her new japan debut right at this very show um osprey and omega faced off for the first time right there's so many things that this show leads us to so uh, in, in terms of, you know, hyping that up and the excitement that comes with Wrestle Kingdom, you know, some people may look at the card and there's a lot of new names going to be on this card once it's fully uh, completed. For you going into this show, right, going into the Tokyo Dome ringside for all these big matches, just Besides the Okada Danielson feeling, right? What is what is the f- excitement level for you in terms of getting to call such a big show? Right, we talked about the five thousand plus at Power Struggle. There's a lot more than five thousand plus in that Tokyo, though. Yes, and uh, and I'm gonna feel every bit of it. Um, you know, some people in in this position, I've I've had some people close to me asking, like, oh, are you are you nervous? Is there a pressure there? Um, I'm a guy who there's, there's pressure. I'm, 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 I'm an anxious mess. There's pressure constantly until the headset goes on. I was, uh, I was anxious about doing this interview for whatever reason. I put the headphones on, pull down the mic and I've, I'm pretty chill now. Um, I'm also like 38 hours on no sleep, but we're, you know, we're, we're trucking through the day. So, um, Hey, I, I had to make sure that world tag league commentary went up. Um, <laughs> it's it's the fact that this card has so many interesting matches that I have no clue where any of them are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the New Japan World TV title match of Zack Saber Jr., who's trying to hit his. Uh, you know, he's already has this record, but further this record even more of successful world television title defenses. He's facing Tanahashi. Uh, the the long standing situation with Hiromu Takahashi and Desperado for the junior heavyweight championship we saw that call out at power struggle I mean some of this is a it we talked about uh, things being poetic I love poeticism today because it's there's changing of the guard all over in the broadcast booth with myself coming in uh but also you know Will Ospreay who's to know what's to come with Ospreay and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Wrestle Kingdom going forward. And then, you know, David Finley destroying the titles. And, uh, you know, who's really pulling the strings in Bullet Club? There's so much just to to look at where we you say that Wrestle Kingdom is like the reset point. We're slapping the button, hard reset. Let's, let's go from here. Um, I think that that is very true in this situation, just as it usually is. But 
The difference yeah. is I, I get to be ringside at it and I get to uh, be at it live. I never pictured being in the spot, you know, but um, take it and run with it. You know, I don't, I don't have time to sit here and say, um, oh man, I never thought this would happen. Oh, we're already here, you know, so I can't, I can't be yeah. thinking about that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you were talking about how you watch those Okada Omega matches, right? Hearing, hearing Kevin and Don Callis call those matches. You're going to be that guy now. You're going to be that guy calling these matches, right? And I think that's obviously very exciting um, for you. Uh, we're about to hit an hour here, so we'll start to wrap up a little bit. I appreciate okay. your time as always, Walker. Um, my, my last two questions for you, then yeah. we'll wrap up. I, it would be wrong of me as the Joshi guy, as the guy that covers stardom for Fightful, to not at least bring this up. You know, you got to call Julia's match, of course, and Mayu Iwatani's match when they came to America recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they will not be on the Wrestle Kingdom card as of now. Of course, you know, anything could happen. That strong, op- that strong woman's title is always in consideration i'll never rule that out Mm -hmm. uh the iwgp of course will be defend on a first time ever new japan uh not new japan stardom show right before at tokyo dome city hall so that's very exciting um what is your excitement levels in terms of seeing new japan embrace the you know the women's wrestling side the joshi side of things um when it comes to just their overall product i i um i think that this is a good first step. I am yep. completely um I'm completely in the mindset of um I believe that there should be and obviously I, I don't have a a place to make decisions like this, which is why I sit at a at a commentary booth. But you know, I I think there probably should be a women's match in the Tokyo Dome. I think there should be some at the very least on these big, you know, the power struggles and wrestling Dontaku and you know, all these things and yeah. Um, I think that I, I might be a little personally disappointed that there's not, but, um, you know, Bushi road also with the stardom product. I mean, those stardom girls, man, you and I talked about it privately, but they, some of the hardest working professional wrestlers, men, women, whatever, you know, no, no gender division here. They're the hardest working, uh, professional wrestlers in, uh, the sport, I'd say just looking you look up cagematch.net and look at all their recent shows and it's like oh man they have a show almost every day like this is <laughs> it's a it's a crazy situation you know so yeah. um i and i think that is somewhat might be a part of why um and obviously i don't know the the back end and the ins and outs cuz i'm not office but i think that could be you know uh, partially a reason as to why we're not seeing as many of um you know women's championship matches or women's title defenses on yeah. japanese cards but um, here's to hoping for the future because I, I really think that uh, there's a time to capitalize on it, and I think that time is is right now. Uh, who's mm-hmm. to know, uh, you know, how the injury is healing up for one Mercedes Monet? I know that that was a a, a very big uh, thing for people uh, having her come into the New Japan product and stuff. So you know, I uh, I love I love me some women's wrestling, and I'd love to call women's wrestling in Japan. So. That's what we like to hear. I know a lot of people are hoping for that. Not to put words in your mouth, but, you know, here's to hoping with uh, the more your role grows, of course, throughout New Japan, 
uh, and so on. Maybe maybe that can make its way over to stardom sometime down the road. <laughs> I'm just put I'm just putting it out there. Sure, you know, I want sure, yeah. to put it out to the world because yeah. uh, they they have some major shows that I think uh, would excite, including the day of wrestle kingdom which you know you might be busy but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) um all right we'll wrap no we can't we'll wrap up (laughs) with this question uh because i think this is a fun one for you maybe you already have the answer uh but there's so many great professional wrestlers that enter the world of new japan whether they are signed to new japan whether they come from outside you know you talked about all the promotions in japan you know, they have a relationship with AEW. List goes on and on and on. What is one matchup that if the opportunity ever presents itself that you hope to call one day? And that could just be the one that we're already getting that you kind of talked about <laughs> earlier with Okada and Danielson. Uh, but is there any matchup that you, you just would love to get the chance to call somewhere down the line? Man, it's so it's so interesting you asked this question. Um, I, I haven't actually thought about this out of all the time I've had to think, but um, you know, it, there's almost a, a feeling of I just of me just wanting to say names, and you could use any combination of them. And I've, some of them have probably already uh, competed against each other in some form, but um, you know, but excluding legends, people that are are passed on or retired or anything like that. Like if I'm talking future and I'm talking present, uh, I'm looking at guys. Uh, like Kaito Kiyomiya, and I know that he's uh, a pro wrestling Noah guy, but if if I'm anyone who's anyone, I'm investing in Kaito Kiyomiya right now. I'd love to see Kiyomiya Sabre Jr. I'd, I'd, I think we need that singles match with Kiyomiya and Gabe Kidd somewhere. Someone mm-hmm. has to make it happen somewhere. Um, I'm I'm a big Zack Sabre Jr. guy. Shota Umino, Ren Narita, Yota Suja, obviously. Um Gosh, man, I just I could stack so many of these guys up against each other, and you could always find a way to to make it better. Add another name, uh, move this person here, and rearrange. But um, and I, I really think what that does, Scott, is it it places us in a situation to really take the step back and look at the full spectrum of not just New Japan but Japanese wrestling in general, and realize like how blessed we are how deep that talent pool goes and what's crazy. And I can say this as someone who was in this position four months ago, there is an entire group of people in this world that don't know about it. Yeah. And I think that like in this situation I'm in now, and I'm not saying this because I'm employed by a Japanese company. I've, I've been made a a genuine fan um, by everything that I've seen. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't want to uh, go out publicly and speak about it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a, there is a such a deep talent pool. Uh, I think it's hard for some people to really, at least on the on the Western side, invest in Japanese companies at times, just because you know you can't casually turn it on on television or blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. um, man, deep talent pool, deep talent pool, and uh, you know a good amount of it. I'm happy to say is talent that is in New Japan Pro Wrestling in the Bushi Road system with Stardom as well, and. Um, that's a, that's something to be proud of. That's, that's really something to be proud of. 100%. Well, Walker, thank you for an hour plus of your time on 30 and 38 hours of no sleep. (laughs) Um, I think the best way to wrap this up though, I want you to, you know, tell the people where they could find you, whether it be X, Twitter, um, any other social media platform where we're going to be listening to you 
I think yeah. that's also very important. Where are we going to be hearing you next? Of course, that, you know, New Japan or wherever. And uh, wrap it up with what should people expect from you as New Japan's newest play-by-play comments. Still, still feels crazy to hear that. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can find me on all social media at Velvet Voice WS. I'm actually going to be doing some... Uh, when I when I start getting into deeper into my Japanese tours, uh, when I have downtime to kill, I'm going to be doing some Twitch live streams. Actually, um, oh, some cool. going around like the the country and like some some IRL content, but also uh, you know, just I, I'm a I'm a big gamer guy, so I love you know I'll, I'll need something to do in those small hotel rooms to keep me sane. So, um, <laughs> that, yeah, you can find me at Velvet Voice WS. It's on your screen now on pretty much all social media. Um, I love when people tweet at me and talk to me like I'm customer service. So next time New Japan World's <laughs> not working or something, I'm I'm your guy, man. I I I that sounds sarcastic, but I really it uh I, I like helping out in that way. So um I I guess going forward, you can hear me njpwworld.com, Axis TV, um, and, and you know, any of the Japanese TV stations. Well, actually, I don't think they're carrying the English commentary, but you can watch the product at least. So you can you see can? That. you um, can. <laughs> And uh, going forward, I mean, it's a it's an interesting question. I think what you can expect out of me is uh, is besides the obvious, the full transparency, the uh, the realism. You're you're gonna get with my style, my personality. It's it's very sports oriented. Uh, it's it's calling it as real as you possibly can because that's exactly what this is. It's a sport and. Uh, you know, I know it's an adjustment of style for some people. Uh, I've, I've seen some people calling me dry and whatever else, but, you know, I'll, I'll lighten up eventually, right? So um, I I just think that you can expect the the utmost effort. Um, that's all I've been ever been able to give in my life and my career, and that's what I want to continue to do. And hopefully my goal in professional wrestling for the long term on a final note is to do this for the rest of my life, however long that is. Uh, I'm 21 years old. I probably have the potential to do this for another 60 years all across the world, a bunch of different companies. But uh, with the position that I'm in right now, if I spent the next 60 years of my life in New Japan Pro Wrestling, I would not have a problem with it. And uh, I'd be happy to do so. So uh, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul, baby. That's exactly where I'm at. Everyone can get invested in Walker Stewart. And your commentary moving forward, I think that's something everyone loves to hear. Uh, if you want to hear Walker coming up, uh, there's a lot of New Japan events to know. World Tag League Final, like we talked about earlier, on December 10th. They have the Road to Tokyo Dome shows on the 21st and 22nd. And I'll be and live I'll... in Japan for those ones. It'll be great. And of course, January 4th. Wrestle Kingdom 18 inside the Tokyo Dome with New Year's Dash the day after, um, as well as Battle in the Valley back in San Jose this yeah. year in January 13th. So I feel like if you want to hear Walker, if you want to hear uh, the Velvet Voice call these big New Japan events, that's where to find them. Uh, make sure because that's some of the best pro wrestling you're going to see in the world today. Absolutely. You don't want to miss it. And uh, you know, on a on a final note, and I know we're running out of time here, but I just want to say, you know, 21 years old, uh, I find myself connecting with a lot of the younger talent in New Japan. Your Callum Newman's, Kosei Fujita, uh, Renarita Shota Umino. Um, these are guys, especially with a guy like Umino, who I just called that main event. Uh, I feel I am forever linked 
with a mm-hmm. lot of these younger talents that are coming through the system, even young lions like Oscar Loibe and Yuto Nakashima. Like I, I feel linked with them for life. Um, and my goal is, uh, you know, for fans of the product, for fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, you can find it in yourself to to link with me and uh, and grow with me and watch me grow. And uh, we we watch each other grow and we all come along for the ride. And that's the goal. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Scott, for having me. This was fun. This is my first interview I've gotten to do. So that was cool. I know. I'm, I'm happy uh, I got the chance to talk with you. I've talked to you, of course, before. You and me have been going back and forth for a few weeks now, but uh, I'm happy I got the chance to interview you first. Just claim that when you're, you know, 20 years down the line, when you're calling another Wrestle Kingdom, uh, I'll just be able to happy say, hey, I interviewed that guy that's, <laughs> you know, calling the biggest match in the world. Uh, but, Walkers, thank you so much. Uh, so for you, for Fightful, I'm Scott Edwards. We'll see you next time right here on the YouTube channel. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.